Hi everybody, today I'm going to talk about breastfeeding because we have breasts. As women we're given breasts and they're not really just for men to look at and Google at and goggle at, they do actually serve a purpose and the purpose is really to feed our young. So um, yeah, I'm sure I'll talk about giving birth because I, you know, I tend to believe that giving birth is, is the easiest part and it's the breastfeeding part that's really hard. So I breastfed the three of the kids that I gave birth to and I fed them for as long as they as they were started eating me. <laughs> Once they started chewing on me and eating me, it was like, okay, well, it's time for something else. So really they were primarily all three were on breast milk, just breast milk up to eight months, so no food whatsoever. So there is a topic that I'm going to talk about in proper weaning <clears throat> at some stage, but I won't go into it today. So I'm just going to keep talking about breastfeeding. So it is the hardest thing to be doing because it can friggin' hurt, to be honest. And, um, you know, I had cracked bleeding nipples with two of them and I had mastitis with the other one. So it was quite an interesting thing. And, yeah, it's something that you sometimes have to do on the hour, every hour, and you get past that two-week period and then it's just the most beautiful, beautiful thing. So my belief is that everybody can breastfeed. We can all breastfeed, but the things that affect breast milk most is lack of uh, nourishment and lack of water and stress. So as soon as we start to get stressed, our breast milk starts to reduce. So you know, there's many reasons why to breastfeed, you know, using formula breast milks. You know, they're not the same as the human breast milk. The closest thing to breast milk is is goat's milk, and when I my kids I wasn't producing enough for them, and lifestyle got too busy, then basically they all went on to goat's milk, which I watered down initially, but then in the end it was just raw goat's milk, and it's really the closest thing to breast milk. We can use goat's milk. You know, I've raised kangaroos on goats, so there's all animals can be raised using goat's milk. So that would be the preference that I'd use. And no, I wouldn't use any powders. The reason why is because they tend to put things like aluminium and other trace minerals in them which aren't um, good sources. They're way out of balance. And some of them are made with genetically modified um, products. Some of them, like, they're just the whole processing thing is not good. And we have boobs, so let's use them. So the first thing that you need to know about breastfeeding is that you've got to have good nourishment. You've got to have good source of food of what you're eating. Now, if you're feeding your baby and your baby's got in colicky or your baby's getting upset and not happy, then the best thing to do is to realise that something you're eating is upsetting them. So they're all different. We're all different. We're all individuals. So one child couldn't bear orange juice and we ended up getting cartons and cartons of crates and crates of fresh oranges. So beautiful, fresh, organic orange juice we were making and I couldn't touch any of it. One of them didn't like cabbage. One of them didn't like peas. So you start to identify the foods that that, that, that they're having and that you're having and seeing how they react to it. So the easiest way to do that is to keep your diet really simple. Just keep your diet really simple. Try and lay off the more, you know, reactive foods, the, the dairies and the, the wheats if you can or just reduce it. And just be mindful of everything that you're eating. And the easiest way to do this is to write it down. So just be mindful of everything that you're eating and seeing how that has effect on Bubs. So if Bubs is upset or crying or colicky or doesn't have a good night, then say, oh, okay, well, I ate that last night, so tonight it would be this this way. So if there's one thing that people do is they tend to believe the child is crying because it gets hungry and then they tend to shove inappropriate foods into the baby's mouth, which doesn't really need to happen. I believe all babies go through a three-month colicky 
phase and that can be when they're actually setting into their physical body you know because they're still very much in that astral space then all of a sudden they're coming into the physical body um you know so just bear with it go with it and it can be painful and it can be hurting but the thing to do most importantly is to make sure they're latching on properly because if you don't latch them on properly they will they will basically split the nipples and it really friggin' hurts. I had two cracks on both nipples and I remember at the time my husband was going, what are you crying for now? Because I cried through most of my pregnancy and I lifted up my shirt and, and revealed my crusty, bleeding nipples and then he just walked away in horror because he didn't know what to say. So every time I was feeding the child, you know, they would crack open again they would start to bleed again, but I just had to persevere with it. And um, using some pawpaw, some good not petroleum-based pawpaw ointment was probably the best thing to actually be doing. And if the child ingests a bit of your blood, then, you know, that's okay. They're still alive. They're healthy, as you've seen. They've only gone to the doctor a few times over the years. So, yeah, that first primary milk flow is the most important. That's full of colostrum. It's really life-building. So with all three of them, you know, when I was producing like a cow in the beginning, I actually caught you know you're feeding off one boob and the other boob's dripping so I used to catch it in a cup and I used to put it in the freezer and then if the kids ever got a cold or anything later on then I would just use it it's it's a natural antibiotic it that that first milk for that first week you know especially the first few days is really it's not milk it's just cholesterol colostrum and it's really creamy it's you know complete protein it's just an amazing food so if there is excess of that then maybe keep that um, and use it for a later date so you've got to make sure you've got lots of water every time you breastfeed you actually feel thirsty so before you sit down to breastfeed have a cup of herbal tea next to you or have a cup of water, not Coca-Cola, not coffee, don't do those things. You know, I've, I've seen women whose children won't sleep at night and the mum's eating iced coffee and then feeding at night, so not a great idea. Um, yeah, just keep your fluids up. So herbs that are really good for this, and I do make a uh, breastfeeding tea, which I call MT, and that's on the www.driedherbsonline.com. So let me know and I can send that to you. It's a beautiful tea to drink. You don't need to just drink it because you're breastfeeding. But it's got things like, you know, uh, blessed thistle, fenugreek, alfalfa, aniseed, um, nettle, dill. Um, yeah, so that they are very good ways to actually increase the breast milk. So blessed thistle is meant to be a herb that increases your boobs, full stop. So, yeah, make sure that you're not stressed, make sure that you're getting support, make sure that you're getting help, make sure you're sitting down there with a, with a cup of herbal tea or water before you're doing it, and make sure that you're eating a healthier diet. So, as you know, as I said, stress and lack of fluids is going to stop, out, stop the breast milk. Now, the other thing that was really invaluable, valuable for me was um, cabbage leaves. And I know you hear it's a bit of an old wives' tale, but it works so well. So in the beginning, you know, your breasts are so engorged, they're so hot, <laughs> and they hurt because they're tender and you don't want anyone to hug you and it's get off and you're still trying to harden them up a bit before, you know, as the breastfeeding's starting. So just whack some green cabbage leaves down your bra and I cooked them so they would come out cooked. You know, I'd leave them for a couple of hours and come out. they would come out cooked. 
Um, yeah, so so that was a bit of a, a bit of a thing. They do work really well. They just take the heat out. They just take the engorgement out. Um, and yeah, so I had mastitis with with my middle child, and that was because he wasn't a big feeder. So he's a, he's a grazer. He's still a grazer now. He just loves to graze. So he would start feeding on me, and then he would fall asleep, and then. Um, I would then start producing milk and then he would be asleep. So that just kept happening and happening. And in the end, I got mastitis and it's hugely painful, hugely painful. Like your breast gets hard, they get lumpy, they get hot. So what did I do? What did I do? I changed his eating pattern. So I made him a bit more hungrier, you know, because sometimes, you know, do you feed on demand or do you do, you know, you've got to work it for you and for the child. Like, you know, you're in charge here not the child, you're in charge. So, you know, with him, I just would string him out three or four hours. So when he did actually feed off me, he fed off one side of me and he drank it. So yes, he was drinking mastitic um, sort of yucky milk, but it, it was the only way to, to get it out because you've got to keep either milking yourself or or just allow that 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 backlog to to start coming out so you know express as much milk as you can try and change the way that you're feeding use the cabbage leaves now there is a good herb called cleavers or clivers and again you can get that um i sell that on my website um yeah it's just an individual herb it's probably what i don't know i'm just guessing maybe seven bucks for 100 grams so it's not a lot and you could use that while you're breastfeeding to help break down the lymphatic um you know mastitis yeah. Uh, so yeah, just taking that as a tea would work very much as well as well. So give those things a go. Um, aim to feed the children, you know, your own breast milk as long as you can. You know, in the end, you know, I tended to cut cut out like I'd still feed them at night, but then I would give them um, bananas, uh, pumpkin, and stuff like that. We'll have a talk about that another time. So that, you know, you're actually allowing that, you know, to help them sleep through the night so you can start getting some sleep through the night. So if you're a new mum, you know, be prepared to know that there's going to be sleepless nights. You might need to feed like, you know, one of them was on the hour every hour. And in the end, that, that he was the child that gave him mastitis because he wasn't feeding properly. So I then had to change what I was doing. But sometimes we just have to do that for a while. You know, some bubs are good, some bubs not meaning they're not good, but, you know, they have different patterns. So be mindful that everything that you're eating um, is going through to the child system. So, you know, just be careful. If bubs is upset, there's something you're eating that they don't like. Okay, if you still can't get your milk up and you, you have, you've tried taking some herbs, tried taking some teas and stuff like that, um, you know, it, it is worth persevering because once you do, it is the most beautiful, connecting and loving and beautiful thing that, you know, we can be doing. Um, yeah, and it's the best way to give life to our children, you know, like they don't need anything else. It's easy. You're not having to heat up bottles. You're not having to test things. You know, it's just very, very easy. So those are my little tips there for breastfeeding for young mums. So, yeah, any other topics you want to know, let me know. Check out my website, louiseplant.com.au. Otherwise, I will see you always in love, health and happiness, and I will chat to you next time. You have a fabulous day. Bye.